Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Welcome to episode 70 of the Caribbean Millennial Podcast. How are you beautiful people? Adani, Hi. that's you. Wow. Oh, I thank you. Bless. Bless. Love me. <laughs> I am I am lovely, you know. My beautiful self is lovely. You know, in these COVID times we have to, you know, share compliments to friends, you know, make sure everyone's feeling their best, you know, getting blushes when they don't usually. Apparently I don't deserve compliments with that. That's cool. That's great. That's alright. Also I don't usually get blushes. Wow. <laughs> you notice it took Karuna for you to get a compliment, eh? Alright, so I know, right? Whatever guys. Just appreciate it. Jeesh, you try to do something nice. Anyway, um scale of one to ten, how's the week been? Nine. Okay. Adani. Eight point five. Okay, okay. Strong, strong eight. Almost nine for you there. Strong eight. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. with you, Adani. Strong eight. Um I think just trying to break the monotony and and still keep it going, but like enjoying the time as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting a lot done, but at the same time, like you know, things aren't like how they were. Like you know, I wasn't having the kind of fun I was having in the earlier part of the year, so it's bittersweet. All right. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, anything else? No, no. All right. Well, we have a little bit of news this week. As we said, we don't want to dwell on COVID um, too much, but we do want to give some updates. So, shouts out to St. Lucia for a hundred percent recovery of the nineteen cases. That's right, Adani. Nineteen cases. I believe it was nineteen at the top of its. Right. Yeah, at the peak. So all of those cases have yeah. recovered. So that's positive. It's just a matter, I guess, of doing more testing and making sure that there aren't any other hidden cases to prevent the okay. spread, right? So I think yeah, that's in the community. Yeah, I think that's definitely positive news for a country, you know, handling their outbreak. Um, something else we've been seeing happening in news articles is Cuban doctors are being deployed all around the world, right? Because so you see, the Cubans have the best doctors. That's why you have to send them everywhere. Yeah, so I, I even think saw they have the most doctors per capita. Dog. Yeah. Wait, it wouldn't surprise me Cuba have a vaccine already for that. They already and, saw, saw that they were testing one. See? Yeah. That is ahead of the game. Yeah, so I think that's positive as well. Just, you know, as a world sharing different resources around and you know i should go to cuba you know and become a doctor <laughs> not too late <laughs> <laughs> nah i'm good <laughs> and um on the not so lighter side the orange one has continued to threaten new immigration and has passed an executive um order limiting uh immigration that um jeopardizes american jobs right he was on a roll this week he well, did that le- on 10. 
yeah, he had that stuff with the immigration, and then there was something well, about. Well, I think um, was that before citizen. after? Was that before after he took the shot of Lysol or Clorox? Or... Yeah, that was after, because the the Lysol and the bleach and disinfectant advice and stick a UV ray up your bum to your COVID was yeah. like first day Friday. Monday he was talking about U.S. citizens who are married to immigrants can't get the benefits, so now they're suing him. So there's this whole lawsuit going on with every, I guess, U.S. citizen married to an immigrant in the U.S. So exciting yeah. time. This one is on 10. Yeah. Oh, also, I do have a news article. Apparently, Ooh. the leader of North Korea might be dead. dead. Oh, boy. Yes. But we don't know for sure. Well, because apparently Chinese oh, and Japanese Chinese and Japanese news outlets are reporting yes. it. Some of them even saying from they have credible sources and saying they haven't seen him. And then apparently, like the US had some drones or satellites like flying over and got some pictures of his own personal train. Apparently, this dude has a special train, right? And the train was seen in like the northern part of North Korea, which is said to be like some resort, like rich resort area. So we don't know. He might be dying. He might not be dying. Who knows? And one of the articles, one of the the Chinese sources were claiming, oh, he died because the person was operating on him. Hands were shaking while he was operating. So oh boy, who knows? So that person's dead too. So two people just die, right? Well. Um, the leader and a person and his whole family. So, right, but that's what yeah. But the, the first person I saw reported was TMZ. So I just yeah, waited I him to too. get like official, official. Yeah. He like you know, like he, I don't see his body. I don't see a parade and his body. Right. Just you know, for for peace so of mind. So funny thing, they're saying if he is dead for the first time in North Korean history, the person who's going to take over will be his sister. Yeah. It wouldn't be a man. Would be a woman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but funny how they're keeping it in the family. Still. <laughs> That's how it goes. So, <laughs> All right. So, on to this week's episode. Um, we are privileged to have a guest join us, Jamila Bannister, all the way from the beautiful twin island republic of trinidad and tobago say hey Jamila. hey everyone how are you <laughs> thanks for having me i'm really happy to be here great great so jamila is a branding expert personal branding expert so she is um dug through all of your social media vernon and she's gonna tell you that you are a ghost. But um, Jamila works with um, people in the Caribbean and Caribbean branch, just um, teaching and training them how to better leverage their personal brand and to do that through digital marketing, digital media, that kind of thing. So I actually came across Jamila on LinkedIn, I believe, um, I remember because I'm in marketing as well. I remember thinking, oh, I don't know why 
people in the Caribbean doing marketing aren't putting out more content and, you know, offering these kinds of services. And then, boom, Jamila showed up on my LinkedIn one day and I was like, yes, girl, do it. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Speak into existence. Manifest it. Manifest it. Right? The secrets. The secrets. It's real. Yes. So... Um, we're, so in these times and just in general, personal branding is so, so, so very important. And even in like last week's episode, we were talking about how in this downtime, we may see a lot of people come out more with side hustles or those businesses. They, you know, had ideas for podcasts. They had ideas for that they wanted to launch, all of that. So I think this episode talking about personal branding and how we could best leverage that um, will be valuable for our listeners and probably for us as well. Sure. Right, guys? Yeah. Um, so Very Jamila, valuable. I hope, Jamila, I hope I did your introduction justice, but do you want to take a couple minutes to tell the people about yourself and then we'll kind of go into questions and a discussion? Sure. I mean, you did do it justice. I mean, it's nice and succinct. Um, but yeah, so as Anushka said, I am a personal branding strategist. So I work with experts and other professionals and sometimes entrepreneurs who are looking to put themselves out there more and leverage what they have to be able to build business or even to to build businesses that they already have or turn their expertise into something that they could actually leverage to help people. Because we have a lot of people, we have a lot of talented people around. We have a lot of talented people not just here in Trinidad and in the entire Caribbean, actually, but many people don't really like to show up. I don't know if it's a Caribbean thing because I think a lot of us have been trained to um, to be modest and to not be too open and out there with the things that we have to offer. I think that's, I realize that that's a difference in the culture on this side of the world, but like, you know, in US culture and UK, it's okay to be out there and be probably declaring what you can do. So now what I'm attempting to do is, or what I'm doing actually is helping people understand that in order for you to be able to push beyond your normal circle, in order, in order for you to be able to reach more people, to grow that brand, to help your business, you now have a requirement to show up more authentically, show up as yourself. And people want to see that. I mean, I mean as much as our culture has traditionally been that, things have been shifting a lot. And now we have an appreciation for when people actually put themselves out there and actually actually state what they can do. So in my work, I try my best to help people develop the confidence. So I do three things. I help you develop the confidence to carry the brand that you would like to carry because a lot of people's a lot of people have mindset blocks and things that stop them from actually taking a step into what I call like kind of realizing their fullest potential. And then there's the online piece with the, with the content and the digital um, pieces. And then there's the offline piece with the way you just carry yourself, how you can you carry conversation, if you can network well, if you can speak well. And when I say speak well, I don't mean I don't mean like you have to have the Queen's English. I just mean you could speak in a way to engage people and be charismatic. So right. that's what I do. Yeah. Just like presence. And yes. Like, um... Yes. That's good because I don't have the Queen's English at all. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But you have that charming smile hitting you for another compliment, Adani. 
<laughs> you just you, you want something because I find you give me a lot of compliments. Please. You just check that, my G. Like, I, I wonder in as well. Only this podcast had a screen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been asking for it, but that would require makeup and lighting. We, I, I would like to say that we were close to implementing that, but Karuna. Oh, yes. I understand. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another thing is Jamila has a book that is officially launched, Jamila, or it's coming out soon? It's officially launched, yes. Uh, it's called The Brand Print, and it's a step-by-step guide on how to build a brand and go through that process. So yes. Jamila has packed, packaged up her secret sauce, you know, for the masses. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are I'll interested you and, you know, love what uh, Jamila says here on the podcast today, um, go ahead and, and look out for that. Yes. So, Jamila. Yes. You... I, and I'm going to go off our questions, but I'm also going to freestyle a little bit, right? Okay. So you, you said about um, encouraging people to show up authentically, mm-hmm. right? And I love that statement. If you don't know, my Instagram handle is authentic. Yes. And I'm drilling his <laughs> Shameless eyes right now. Plug. Shameless wow. plug. Shameless right? plug. But I think there's an element of like building the personal brand and like being authentic and there's the aspect of the environment and like being accepted for who your authentic self is right Mm -hmm. like i guess what are your thoughts on that especially in a caribbean context because kind of in chartering into this world we are like pushing to maybe break down traditional norms of like what is being accepted depending on what you're pitching and how you're pitching yourself right yeah yeah well i mean to be very honest with you where business is headed now (laughs) it's so funny that you asked me that question because recently within the last six months i had an opportunity to do a job interview and the morning of the interview I got ready, I had my clothes out, I was about to have some breakfast before heading there, and I opened my, I opened my phone just to do a brief research on the company, and when I, when I actually sat and absorbed what they were about, I sent them an email and told them I'm not coming because it doesn't make sense, because I know I'm not going to fit, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I said, no, <laughs> it sounds a little bit out there, but I did, I told them, you know what, I realized that I am a creative and I need space to be, and I don't think this environment would suit me. Um, and I think that a lot of us, as particularly in, in the Caribbean, we have a very traditional straight line type of approach to work. Um, COVID-19 has totally disrupted that. So I'm kind of glad in some sense as a silver lining now that people are being forced to think differently um, and think creatively, think outside of the box. Um, but showing up authentically means that you really have to be able to own who you are and be okay with that. Um, And be okay with that from the point of view of sometimes that's going to mean you're not going to stay in a particular job forever because, I mean, in the book I talk about not finding the balance between brand and job because there will come a time where you want to be able to build and grow beyond your side hustle, beyond your after work, beyond your weekends. As long as you're consistent and and you're already putting down the strategy for things to grow, your business will grow and and time will start to become something that you have to kind of wrangle with. But you have to make up your mind, am I really going to pursue what I want to pursue 
or am I going to stick here? Could I continue showing up? How <clears throat> can I show up authentically as myself where I am now? And I think some people are just afraid to own that because it means that they're probably going to have to leave old structures behind. They're going to have to leave old systems behind and step into something that they completely don't know. It's stepping into the unknown. So it does take a certain amount of gusto and a certain amount of um, grit and determination to show up authentically. It may seem like an easy statement to roll off your tongue, but for some people, it's, it's a huge jump. You know, there's a gap between being who you are now and really showing up as the person you want to be. You know, it takes time. So. Well, and how much work it's actually going to take, right? Like, it's not like you just show up one day and everyone loves you and, you know, business is booming, right? It's yeah. that it's a it's going to be a grind and a hustle, not only for acceptance, but for, you know, success, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you definitely have to be prepared for a lot of rejection. I got a lot of that, you know. Um, in, my, in my early years, you know, I would take rejection very personally. So sometimes I still take it a little personally, depending on what it is. <laughs> but um, but now I understand that not every every question, the result is going to be a yes, and that's okay. You, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you move on. Every situation wouldn't be a fit, but you have to you have to stay true to yourself in order for you to keep going. Because within that truth and authenticity is your why. That's the thing that's driving you. You are doing this thing because you believe one hundred percent in your ability to affect change or your ability to bring make a difference in a situation or your ability to help people with their problems. And the way to do that is by showing up as you, no more, no less. Um, and not by changing things because one person doesn't like it or whatever. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't strategize according to what your market wants, but not because an environment is stiff and straight line and you may be the creative sore thumb that is sticking out or the person... The person, um, the person whose personality may not necessarily be like, you know, a, a Stepford wife, you know, like a Stepford wife or like kind of like robots. It's okay for you to be that person. Sometimes you have to find the environment that fits you. You have to find the tribe that fits you. Maybe that might be an online group. That might be um, a group has a special interest. But showing up with yourself, it really is the first step, which is why personal development and really kind of coming into that place of confidence is actually the first thing I talk about in the brand print. That's critical to everything else. Right. So I guess to kind of take a couple steps back then, right? So I'm looking to get started with building my personal brand, assessing my personal brand. I know, I at least know I want to make a positive, you know, change or change in a certain direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um I guess the question is where do I start but for some people it may be they know they want to do it but they don't even know the what yes. or the why and then there's some people who have like a, a super clear vision but it may seem you know overwhelming right you yeah. may even um, have you know like perfection paralysis or something like that yes. um, so for either one of those cases or from your experience any others what would the steps you advise be well, I typically advise that you really start with doing an analysis of where you are now versus where you'd like to be. So if it's one thing you're aware of, you you will, you will be able to identify what feelings you're feeling now that perhaps don't fulfill you. You probably feel unfulfilled or whatever. And you could identify what is causing that. Perhaps you're not doing what you want to do. Perhaps you're in a dead-end job. Perhaps you are in a living situation that you don't like, perhaps in a relationship that really is drawing the life out of you and you have to leave. 
you can identify what that is right now and you know how you want to feel. You probably want to feel happy. You want to feel fulfilled. You want to feel financially free. You want to, you want to be able to feel a bunch of different things that you're not feeling now. So I usually ask people, once I have a sense of where they are mentally in terms of their confidence and whether or not that needs work, um, the next step really is to do an, an assessment of who they are and where they are now versus where they would like to be. And once that is done, that actually provides like, the framework to what are the steps I need to take to, to get them to that goal, you know? So and even there, there are a few different ways to get about that, right? So, I mean, some people may just like be able to write it out or something, but you've seen like a lot of people doing vision boards as well, right? Like that could kind of help, you know, be that exercise for you to kind of, in a creative fashion, um, you know, put what you want on paper, right? Yeah, yeah, you can do vision boards. There's a simple exercise that um, that's in the book, and I say write down three words that describe how you feel now, how your present reality feels, right? And then write down three words um, that describe how you would like to feel in whatever life that you're living. So if if you feel unfulfilled, or if you feel um, financially strapped or trapped. Or if you feel, because people have different reasons why they would want to build a brand. Or if you feel as though you're not living up to your potential because you know you could do more with the skill that you have. Sometimes it's just breaking it down to three words, keeping it simple, three to five words, and um, using um, finding three to five words that you'd like where you'd like to be. Uh, it could be the form of a vision board. It could be if you're more technical, it could be the form of a SWOT analysis on yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, what, where, where are the opportunities for you based on the skills that you have or based on the, the value that they can offer? And what are the threats to that? What could, pos what could potentially stop you from actually getting to where you'd like to be? So if you are more you know, sophisticated and you know how to use a SWOT, do it on yourself. That gives you a really good sense of where you are now. If you want to do a simple word exercise, if you want to do a word association with um, yourself and what you think people think of you when they look at you or when they assess you or what you think of yourself. So it really is kind of kind of putting those things down on paper for you to have a sense of okay, so this is where I am now, but I know I'd like to be here. But the next step is how do I actually get there? So it takes a lot of deep introspection, throwing away all ideas. A lot of people have a lot of fixed mindsets, a lot of things that they'll be like, oh my god, I will never try that. You know how many things I said I will never try. <laughs> <laughs> you know the things I said. I'm not doing that. I'm not selling anything. Uh -huh. That's why they say you never say never, right? Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny when you said about um, it's like you you took the words from my my brain or it just like dropped in my plate mm -hmm. like a um hard ground provision when you said <laughs> uh, feeling like you're not like for me I know it's um, feeling like I'm not doing enough right or mm -hmm. I'm not using all my all my skills or maximizing my full potential like that's the gap with where I am mm -hmm. and where I, I want to be um, Vernon what's um, wh Vernon where do you want to be? Rich <laughs> I think so. me too me too <laughs> I, I married well, guys. I married well. <laughs> I'm just trying to do yoga and live my best life and have, carry my lifestyle. <laughs> uh, Danny, you, you want to share or have any ideas of kind of where you are and like where you feel you want to be? I mean, where I am in St. Lucia, um, where I want to be <laughs> around the world. <laughs> no, but um, I, I mean, 
where I am right now is such a weird place because, like, I feel like I'm somewhere, but I'm not where I want to be. And a lot of it is just because things that I had in motion for this year have been all put to a halt because of um, the COVID. current... Oh, my gosh. I can relate. Yeah, the world situation. So I know I want to be. I'm put doing stuff to do that, but a lot of that stuff can't be done because things are, are now at a halt. Like, I even leave yeah, the house the entire day to do what I need to do, you know? So it's just stay home and work on what I can, control what I can. And then, you know, put stuff in place for when things do naturalize, I can make those steps. Mm. I hear you, Adani. I hear you. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, Adani, what you said about, you know, acknowledging what you can do is important, right? Because it, I think a lot of this is, and the journey of going through your personal branding and whatnot is um, a lot about mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So even just that, you know, little nugget you had on, I'm just going to focus on what I can do, right, is a major key, right, to to tap into. Yeah, so, so to fix my personal brand, I need to know where I want to go, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to just start posting pictures of like rich stuff. Well, so I guess so, so, <laughs> maybe even no. I just try to figure out like and talking like I'm rich all the time, like on Twitter. Yeah, and put it out like, there. Like, abundance be, be the influencer. Yeah, okay. you want to be. Yeah, so, put it out there. I guess to that, right, Jamila? <laughs> building a personal brand when you may not be somebody who wants to put your yes. so like vernon is a very private person very private right? mm -hmm. it's not to say that he doesn't necessarily want to have a personal brand or be known for something but he doesn't want everybody to to know In him his business or, yeah. right so even so, to what so, okay. you said earlier about um, well no oh, so i was going to tell so for instance mm -hmm. i like photography mm -hmm. and i have a photography instagram page but I don't want anyone to know it has anything to do with me. <laughs> I just like, like, like I just want the, the photos to like be on their own, and I don't want me being a part of it to have a sway influence on anyone. I just want people to just like it because it's good photos. That's that's Aww. how I feel. <laughs> Well, um, well, okay. So now you're getting more into how you kind of strategically show up as yourself, but not as yourself. So, um, so okay, so you said something there that I definitely have to address. You talked about, you know, getting pictures of rich things and just visualizing it, right? Because <laughs> I know a lot of people buy into the whole visualization and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. Vision boards are good. But, you know, as the Bible says, faith without works is dead. You can't have all this vision and you're not doing anything. So I definitely have to say that, you know, your, your visualization on all those rich pictures are just supposed to be like you know the star that you're looking to kind of follow and you're on the road get working towards that right now when it comes to you know kind of building a brand um based on like your photography and you would like people to know it i mean you may not necessarily want the brand to have um you plastered all over it but the brand should still have some type of personality right so people can identify it as, as something distinctive so what type of images are you going to be known for it? The, the, the key really is to niche down into something uh, that people, differentiators. Yes. The key really is to niche down into something that people can identify you for, identify what you're putting out there 
as well. You know, because sometimes some people build brands based on anonymity, based on mystery. You know, there's some people who do that, but there's like, like, um, Bansky, right. Yes. But there's something very distinctive about his artwork. You know it when you see it, you, you are very clear about, okay, this is a Bansky piece. So is there anything like that, that is tying the work together and is actually giving it a personality? So I, I think, um, what we what you need to I guess what we need to recognize is that inside of the branding piece, um, personality is what is the key thing to kind of link all the things together, so that people say, you know, I like this work, I like the way that this person uses color, or I like the way this person is, has, has a good eye for composition, or I like the way the person edits, or whatever the case may be. So you don't necessarily have to put yourself out there like that if you want a brand to push like that. The next thing is. Um, oh, I forgot my trend of thought. Oh, the next thing is uh, you also have the control over the narrative that, that is put out there, right? You don't necessarily have to, as you say, um, have people all in your business, right? You, you, that's a good thing about branding. You could definitely control the narrative. So like, for example, one of the most, Gary Vee is probably one of the most popular people in the world, but I have no idea who's his wife and who are his kids. I don't know, Right. Um, and it's because I'm sure he controls that part of his life very stringently because he doesn't probably, he probably doesn't want them to be too exposed, right? Mm -hmm. So you really have the power to control the narrative and, and the state, what you would like people to see, what you would like them to know, um, or what you would like them to understand about you. And this is what you want to be able to provide. This is the type of value you want to be able to provide. And this is where you want people to benefit from your knowledge. So yes, you can do a brand without an actual face, but it should still have some type of personality so people can identify it. And you also have the power to control the narrative so that people can see exactly what you want them to see. You know, let's say Instagram is a liar. It's not really a liar. It's just, you know, you could just kind of craft that story in any way that you want. Right. Um, so, so to, um, that was really great advice. Um, but to have another like question on, just the basic brand presence, right? Or your basic personal brand. Because, you know, some people, you know, may want to be like women who have their hobbyist thing that kind of speaks for itself and has a life of its own. Some people may want to be this huge, you know, public figure. Mm -hmm. But there's something in between with it's just like as a Caribbean millennial, you know, in the workplace or whatever, like the basics or essentials, right? So one of the things coming to mind is just even like your LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. And having a LinkedIn and, you know, making sure that's updated. That's something I battle with women a lot because I'm like, dude, you should put this and you should put that. And he's like, I don't want people to know this about, you know. Wait, where about... do you want me to put it though? On your LinkedIn. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. That's really but you've you've hesitated to do things like that no, or procrastinated I, no. about not so, not trying to call out women here guys no 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 the thing with my linkedin is i notice a lot of people go on there and they put any and every little thing they may read an article on php and immediately they go and make it seem like they know php so for instance i moved into a new job and i waited a couple of months after being in the job to put that on my LinkedIn. That's just how I operate. I want to be there a bit before I go and put it on my LinkedIn. Mm. I want to just, you know, have it there, like I work in the one month. Oh my God, new job, like, 
I could get fired in that one month. Let's yeah, let's chill. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, even just like updates and having some say so like somebody posting about php is not necessarily a bad thing because they at least having a piece of the you yes know, that's not bad but it's when they go on their linkedin who, profile uh, and go and put like and the skills php why as, can't why can't people do that though because it's not your skill you just read something how about are you so it. sure oh. <laughs> welcome to our life guys <laughs> I'm just very selective as to when I disclose information. That's the so Jamila, like, he's like on the extreme push. side, right? So like average person or like what should you know we be shooting for? On LinkedIn in particular? Okay, well first of all, well Vernon, I can understand your LinkedIn says you're a cybersecurity man, so I understand the skepticism. <laughs> so it's skepticism. You're probably thinking, oh my God, I'm exposed to some sort of spy or something, right? So, that too. <laughs> so, um, from a general point of view, in terms of LinkedIn, okay, so it really starts, it really begins with what exactly are you trying to get out of this platform, right? So, it really starts with the end game. What is the goal here? What are you trying to actually get? Uh, people go on to social media for different reasons. Some people just go on to waste time. Some people just go on to to be nosy and to macro, you know. Some people are, are very driven, are very goal-driven, and they're about that life. They're looking for a new opportunity. They're looking for a job. They're looking for a partnership, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it really starts with what exactly do I want to get from this platform? Um, and is LinkedIn really the place for me? Right. So once you've made a decision that it is the place that you would like to be and you want to be able to extract the most value from the platform, um, you definitely have to build out your entire profile because what people do is that's all that they have to make an assessment of the person that you are. That's all that they have. They don't have anything else. They don't hear in your voice. You know, you don't have a chance to explain. You explain it with your profile. So you definitely want to have because um, I did take a look at everybody's profile and I do have some feedback for you so I could share that. So you definitely want to have <laughs> all information to help you get better, I promise, right? So you, de- you definitely want to have your your real name, uh, your full name, and you want to be able to have a proper image, a proper picture. You know, um, I always encourage people to put pictures that smile because a smile is a universal sign of approval, right? Um, some people are like more serious pictures, but I guarantee you that smiling pictures will get you further, Right? Um, you definitely want to be able to say how you add value. So, um, so what I'll do is, and what I'll reference what I found today on your profiles and where you guys did well and where I would suggest that you make some adjustments, right? Okay. Boy, I feel, I feel like my, the pit of my stomach just fell. Like, you know, when the teacher comes in, so class, we're going to have a quiz today talking about the last three months of schoolwork and, and you haven't researched anything. <laughs> no, when they come in after the test, so not everyone did as well as I thought they would. Oh my God! When you, when you <laughs> I did hand you back the paper and like it folded. <laughs> yeah. Like, see, me, see me after class. See me after class. See me after class. See me after class. So when they when they come in and they said you thought you did well on the test and they said okay guys I'm really disappointed the class average was a seventy. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! No no no. Just just for improvement. So. So, um, in general, everybody's profile is at a decent level. Um, and I said because there are people who are on LinkedIn who, are, who have no picture, 
And uh, when you look at what they do, they, it's just blank. There's nothing. I don't know. I don't know how they expect to connect with people if they are like a virtual ghost, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I really, from the time you have no picture, my trust levels drop fast, right? Um, although they ask artists with pictures, but you know, that's another story. So, um, so Anushka, I looked at yours and I would say, um, good effort. I would definitely tell all of you now, Vernon, you do photography and Adana, you also do photography. So I was looking for some real summer headshots. So I would suggest you probably start there. <laughs> all this time, let's get some stunner headshots, right? At least you have, okay. at least you have pictures, so that's good, right? <clears throat> um, I also say that you definitely want to use that that banner picture in the back of your headshot. That's good real estate for you to can, kind of show people what you're about, what you can do, what you can offer, or whatever you would like people to know, because that's really what you would like people to know, right? I've been stuck there because I've been like, I'm like, what should I put? Like, I've just been stuck, so I haven't put anything, which I know is hor, you know, like bad. You might as well put something, but I was just like, you know, it could be a, it could just, it could just be, um, do you have a, what I mean? You could even put, uh, oh, one thing I noticed about all of your profiles, nobody has any credit for Caribbean millennials. And I'm like, why? Why is this? All of these people have this podcast, and it's such a it's such a cool podcast, and no presence of it on LinkedIn at all. I know. Like, but you know, I just thought about that this week. About, okay. I, I don't. It's on my Twitter. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, I don't necessarily know. I want like it's my like coworkers that, that to get into that world kind of, of mine. Realm. That's another realm for me, and I kind of want to keep them out of it. That I yeah, because we, we see a lot of wild stuff. Yeah, we see wild stuff. Oh, you guys see wild stuff. I, I just find it, it's such a big yeah. um, plus to be able to say that you um, have your podcast or whatever the case may be. So I noticed that. I was like, wow, this is very interesting that nobody has this here. But if I were you, I put it. But of course, you would know, you would know best based on what you want people to know. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it. I might not link not to it, but I'll put it. It's not something <laughs> the three of us have sat down and spoken about. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. But for, for me, it was like skirting the line between like personal and professional, which is like when you talk about your personal brand, I think hopefully at some point you get to, I don't know, maybe that it's it's all one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think many of us maybe experience just that like clear delineation between this is my work self this is my home self this is me with my friends this is mm-hmm. you know this what i podcast mean me. this is podcast me <laughs> <laughs> well i mean eventually there it comes a point where all those people are are the same that's, people yeah, yeah. That's exactly um, what I so you have yeah yeah I, I i understand that i understand that definitely that makes sense yeah, and I, th- I think that happens when you really decide, well, okay, this is me and I want people to know me for these things. It doesn't matter what job I'm in or where I'm at. I am this person because I can provide X. I'm a good time. I'm, 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 I'm full of vibe. I'm, I can work good. I can work well. Um, I, I can host a damn good podcast. And this is me. I'm an all-around person. I'm multidimensional. But at any given time, I could actually switch modes depending on the environment. But it's not like the other parts of me are like muted you know so i mean you have to make that decision as well uh, I, I think it's the easiest one the easiest place to be in because you don't have to be managing a, a whole bunch of different things um 
but yeah so i definitely and i think this is a big deal i'm just saying you know um so yeah so you so definitely using your your your, um, backdrop as well also a big big thing a big big thing now and adane is the only adane sorry is the only person i saw that used it uh, was the features element of your profile that has what is that? <laughs> okay, so the features element of your profile, I think that used to be the area where you could upload like media and stuff, or articles and stuff, but oh. LinkedIn has really kind of upgraded the feature section of your profile uh, where you can post anything. You can post um, website, your website, you can post articles that you may have written or you've been featured in. You can post even a post on LinkedIn that may have gone, let's say, viral and you think it's valuable for people to see. And once you do that, you know, you can have the picture. It's very clear. I use my features to drive people to my website so they can join my mailing list. It's free advertising, essentially. Right. So if you want more people, for example, to know about Caribbean millennials, you know, you could put the link there. And when you have your new episodes, easily tell them to check your profile. Or when you engage with people and they see that you're a host of a podcast, they may very well just click on the link and go straight and listen without you even having to prompt them because it's there so them, for them to see. Um, uh, so those are like some three big three big things I would say, you know. Oh, and if the fourth big thing would be your headline. So I always think of a headline in terms of transformation. So like Anushka, you had your, your marketing data um, scientist, yes? And um, and Vernon, you had a, you're a cybersecurity expert and Adani, you had a few things. I wasn't quite sure what it was. The only time I was actually able to make sense of it was when I actually went onto your Instagram and realized that you do photography. And then I said, oh, that is why this picture is here. So I was I definitely a little bit confused because there were... There, there's a personality with the Instagram, but then LinkedIn has a few things going on. So I wasn't quite sure. So kind of get your headline in a sense, in a, in a place where, again, and it goes back to what are you using LinkedIn for? What do you want people to know? What do you want them to understand about you? And craft your headline in a way that speaks to transformation. So I, I took a stab at a, at a headline for Anushka. I don't know if I'm wrong or right, because honestly, I'm not sure what a marketing data scientist does, right? So, so I, I, just, I just had here, so I translated your job, your job title into analyzing, analyze marketing data to help companies improve sales performance. I don't know if that's what you do, right? But to me, I can see the clear transformation here. So, oh, this is what you do. You take the numbers, you make it make sense, and you tell them, this is what is happening. This is what you need to do in order for you to improve sales in this area, in that area, in another area, whatever the case may be. So um, you definitely want to be able to recraft your headline in a way that kind of speaks to the transformation of the end user, of the customer, so that people could be, oh, okay, so this is what she does, or this is what he does. Right. So those are my tips on LinkedIn. Okay. You didn't do mine? Who? <laughs> well, well, I mean, you, oh, 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 I'm glad you, you prompted me, Adani. So <laughs> one thing I noticed, and I definitely have to say this, one thing I noticed with Adani's pro- profile is that you have your messages locked, right? Um, and I, and I, on I, Instagram, on, well, most people's Instagram were locked. The only two Instagram profiles that were open were Danis Photography One and Yoganushka. 
everybody else was closed, so I couldn't really see, right? Oh, and, and that's a difficult oh, thing, right? You because can add me. Part of the reason why I, I kept my Instagram closed mm -hmm. is because all of these scammers try to follow you, you oh, no, actually follow you and one time somebody yeah actually tried to steal my identity took my pictures oh. created a separate profile that was like off of my name so even if i may be down to like create a personal brand like there was an aspect uh, and like use that one it was it was scary, you know, a scary mm -hmm. kind of experience. And, you know, do I really want to open myself up to that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I understand, you know, sometimes, and I'm I'm saying this in the presence of a cybersecurity specialist, he probably said, that's why, that's why I don't do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, sometimes these are the risks that we have to face, you know, in the, in the digital world. So if you really want to be able to keep one profile that strictly works, and you want to strictly work on your professional side and the brand that you want people to know and um one that's personal so that you know people can't take like your personal pictures at the very least you know close that up um because i honestly i get a lot of um spammers too if i use any instagram tool like the questions or whatever they always put a sort of crap in my questions and i'm like all right okay i don't even take it and i'm like well that's brand reach so I don't really think it's <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Um, cool. I, I, I thought All that right. was really helpful and good tips on LinkedIn that we can take and that our listeners as well can can go back and look for. Um, Let uh, me tell you, like, I take a bunch of notes there. I have my notepad open and I have... Yeah, and, and I was going to unlock your messages. People can't message you. How do you know if opportunities are coming your way? No, I think I locked them because there was a point in time where everybody from India was sending me a message about would i like a website would i like an app and i was just like no no i'm good no i'm good no i'm well, so I thank mean, you i'm for good some of that you just ignore right like yeah. i i get a but i'm somebody like I, I when i see the number it does give me ocd like I, the number was like at 79 <laughs> like web all these messages Jeez, man. <laughs> like no i don't i don't your website i don't your app. if i wanted to look for you i'll ask yeah and then in between those they were like actually good messages so i couldn't just select everything yeah see like markers off as red but i'll unlock it again i will take your advice yeah you professional i believe in you don't block my blessings yeah don't lock, don't lock them out don't lock them out you never know what could come your way so jamila you know this is our first time having you on here you know next time you'll have to you know check us again and you'll you know see the progress you know, yeah how far we've come right i will check um, it again okay yeah. so you, anushka uh, is that person in school that just stand up miss we don't have homework oh my gosh all right so to take it back to caribbean millennials right mm -hmm. um one of the things that um we've seen explode over the years is the number of influ influencers mm -hmm. bloggers bloggers um podcasters you know all the things right Huh? How do I become an influencer? We probably are influencers. We really? just don't leverage it, right? So they're... they're they letting me influence them? <laughs> everyone who listens to this podcast every week. <laughs> I am sorry for everyone I've influenced wrongly. It was not my intention. Right, do sue me. But um, 
Okay, so some may say because of that, like being an influencer, having that kind of status, that personal branding, there's more on the side of like celebrity and they may want, they may not want a personal brand because of that. So that's one thing we can speak about. And then two, we had an episode on this, we, we spoke a while back. What do you think, what's your opinion on just that whole influencer movement for the Caribbean? It's so funny that you guys asked me about this because I had this long discussion with my brother about this last night. Um, I, In terms of influencer, I think there's a big difference between an influencer and somebody who's influential. And um, Yeah, because I think somebody who's What did he say? Document? <laughs> Snapped fingers. <laughs> and I say that because an influential person doesn't necessarily have to be public. All they have to be able to do is influence situations and all they have to be able to do is make a call, snap their fingers and say, listen, do so-and-so, do so-and-so. But an influencer relies on the market to determine whether or not they are valuable. I think it's a big, big difference, right? It's like a popularity. Exactly. You have have a personality just because of your personality. There's no value behind it. And a huge part of what I do is really advocate for people who are experts. And when I say experts, I don't mean somebody who necessarily will have like, you know, they have like two and three degrees. You're just good at something. You just own something in a particular space, whether you're good at public speaking or you're good at you be able to train people. In, and you don't need to go to school to learn that. You could probably naturally have a charisma for that and this kind of practice and hone your skills. So I, I would love to see more, I would love to see more influential people coming out of the Caribbean who are owning uh, whatever skill set that they have. There are few people, but more than anything else, I would like to see more people talking about things like, you know, perhaps investing, more insurance, more finance things, more things about science and STEM. And, 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 and even if you talk photography, even if you talk cybersecurity, data, something that centers around what we have to deal with because, you know, our reality with a lot of those things is very different to the American landscape, to the Canadian landscape, to the UK, the Australian, or European, or whatever the case may be. So we need more people to, which is one of the reasons why I really like this podcast too, right? We need more people to talk about things in our context, right? Educate the world about that and grow an appreciation for the things that we have here. So my whole take on influencers is that if you are coming out here to demand my attention, you must be giving me some value beyond a laugh. That is how I feel. At the end of the day, I like to laugh and that's cool, but I don't remember you after I scroll and I see a thousand other memes. Mm-hmm. The, the power in growing the power. Boy. <laughs> Boy. Bible. Bible. The power in growing the brand that you have is the ability to make people come back over and over again. And that is what you want to be able to achieve. You know, that they come back and they listen to another episode and another episode and they watch another video and they look out for you on stories. That's what you want to achieve. And that only comes when you bring value to the table. So I would like to see more of that coming out of the region for sure. Right. And I I totally agree with you. And I'm 100% like for Caribbean content and more Mm -hmm. Caribbean content. But it's like... to be done like well and to be more authentic in our identity right yeah it's like seeing a lot of those influencers vloggers vloggers etc and they're just like coming out and kind of mimicking you know what the americans and you know canadians and everybody else has done 
you know before even like the way they introduce themselves on their on their vlogs hey guys <laughs> that kind of thing um and just yep. like doing the same pranks and you know things like that yep. is like being more inventive and like doing things that showcase where you're from and how the lifestyle is is different right yeah i i i, I, yeah. I I was saying Vunan and I were actually talking about doing like a different YouTube channel where we're not trying to like cookie cutter people from America and Canada and wherever. Like we would literally come on there and be Caribbean AF. Yeah. Uh, in whatever we were going to do. Yeah. What go what are going? Yeah, yeah. My, my my boys, what's good? Yes. You know, we're coming out there and we we just being ourselves, we're using our accent, you know, and we're speaking to our Caribbean audience and whoever else wants to listen. They can listen, but yeah. literally all the people that I know from, I I, I would say from Saint Lucia, right, or, or most of them, they come on there, they start doing pranks, they start rating people dresses, they start rating people looks, mm-hmm. and they you know they just have the same kind of they start doing makeup the same way everybody else doing it, mm-hmm. and it just feels like you're just watching somebody you know try and mimic somebody that have a million followers, but they're mm-hmm. doing it with their twenty. So it like it just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we have we need more examples. I think representation is a big is a big deal. Um, I don't know. I wish I wish I knew more if there were like bigger channels. There's there's one channel in in Trinidad that does food, and I think they have I think they are Trini AF as you say, um, and they have no they have no everything is one hundred percent. All the food is one hundred percent from here or some kind of Caribbean influence. And the guy, he is 100% about his accent. There's no putting on airs. And I wish I knew about more channels like that from other islands in the Caribbean. Um, I, know, I know they have, I think they have about 50,000 subscribers right now. So they're growing. Nice. Um, but I wish, I, I too had a plan to start a YouTube channel, but, you know, Corona threw off my entire filming schedule. <laughs> but um, but you know, we will push and we will start the channel. And I really want to be able to plug the gap of having... Uh, regular steady solid advice on branding business building and putting yourself out there coming out of out of the region i think we need more representation so yeah do your thing start that channel let's see let's go i mean we have a lot of food but can we get some other professionals please can we do some right. of the things you know yes you heard it here folks you heard it here first the caribbean conglomerate for yeah. youtube channels was started here <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, like, thank you. I just bought that domain, CaribbeanAF.com. <laughs> hey, see, it has begun. Let the revolution be televised or on YouTube. <laughs> so I, I think your point there did touch on like it doesn't have to be around like celebrity, right? Like it's more about like the foundation of marketing, right? Like providing value, yeah. right? Be- useful being true to yourself that kind of thing yes 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 no yeah it doesn't have to center around that because you have to the the good thing about content is that people value based on what you add to them so that's why we have people becoming quote-unquote celebrities on instagram or celebrities on facebook or whatever the case may be you know um so and, and that's another reason why youtube is a such a great platform too because people go on there searching for solutions you know most times people are searching for solutions so they're searching for some type of content and then things will come up and then youtubers just have to feed them more and more of that so there's an advantage in 
being uh, having quality stuff or putting it online and um and really just kind of being consistent with that output you know people will find you because people are out there searching for your content right now if you're not there they wouldn't find you you know so so yeah for sure this, this celebrity has very little to do with it yes they have their following but you could become that celebrity too very easily that's the spirit <laughs> so let me ask you a question right i don't know if i understand anymore but no, let me ask ahead. you a question yeah what is your take right Mm-hmm. Because this happened last year and going into this year, especially with regards to carnival and parties, where a lot of local bands, they were just looking for the person with the most Instagram followers mm-hmm. to just either promote their band or buy a costume or give them a free costume and then come down on the road, take pictures with them, whatever, mm-hmm. in some kind of hope that this person would bring everybody else that is their follower to St. Lucia for carnival or parties or et cetera, et cetera. So uh, my friends and I had a discussion is, as to whether that brings any real value in terms of like you can actually see the data where bringing that person into your band brought another thousand people mm-hmm. or bringing that person into your band just had people looking at your photos online and nobody actually contributed any more money to your band than you would have had without giving that person money for promoting your band? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question because that's something that... That's something that I actually kind of am unsure about as well. I would love to see some stats and some data on that. Um, but you know what? In general, you guys could let me know how you feel about this, but I generally feel like Caribbean people aren't necessarily swayed so heavily by influencers. We are very different from a cultural point of view. So, like, you know, one very outrageous president recently talked about disinfectant and people are actually doing it in the States. But I I can't see us doing something like that. We'll be like, what is this man talking about? Like, this is so ridiculous. But there's some people who are so insanely loyal to this person, they will do things like that. I'm not saying that it's absent here, but in terms of how does that translate to me spending money on, like, a band... Um, I don't know, because a, a, a carnival costume is a big financial commitment. I kind of feel like if you were going to buy the costume, the influencer would probably just be the tipping point to take you there because you were going to buy it anyway. Um, but I do think from a brand awareness point of view, you can benefit. I do think from a, from an affiliation point of view, you can benefit. But I also think influencers to have to do better in terms of, well, at least, at least the ones I have observed, in the region have to do better with articulating who they are too because i don't know about you guys but i know what i do when i see now because of all of the women who look real good in their costumes i mean if i had a body like that i would be out there too right but what i look for is to see one video where they are actually speaking i actually go through their instagram so if I could hear their voice and hear some of the words coming out of their mouth to say, okay, I can respect this this woman. She is on her grind. She's on her hustle. Yeah, she's wearing their costume, but she know what she knows what she's about. I rarely ever get that. And I'm like, I just wish I could hear this person's voice and understand what they're thinking is. Because that for, for me, that is what is important. And I think we lack that in a huge way because we put so much emphasis on the physical side of things. Image. Um yeah. I have never seen one of them talk. Like the only thing talking is but chicks. That's I have cool. never actually seen them speak. You know, they're very 
yeah. yeah give an actual representation of what, what their brand is what they're representing yeah like, you know I, i've never oh my gosh that it sounds like that you're asking for the question portion of the page no no these girls who look super hot yes you girls look hot your, your body is best your waist is slim your butt is big whatever whatever just scroll through the instagram and look for at least a video where they're actually speaking about something no, I had to hold back a laugh when you said it because I thought about it and I couldn't. You, now I'm going to go research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this person has no personality to me. So like, they're just, they just a human hanger in, in a sense. Right? right. right? Um, so for me, so, this is what makes difference. I have uh, one more question. And then, Adani, I'm not sure if you have some more. But um, my last question was, coming from smaller communities where you're known right even probably without trying to be known you're known right mm -hmm. um be it through your name your history the people you hang out with or you could just be like branded by not even being known you know <laughs> at all right like who's Daman? you know mm -hmm. we feel he is like coming here and doing x um Kind of what's your view on um rewriting the script you know or even like being aware of what the script is for you coming from you know, a small community you mean like from, where they yeah. talk a lot and where they gossip a lot and when they yeah and how people may perceive you and that's not what you're consciously putting out um well so like for instance if i have to go through me right like mm -hmm. i will always be branded by who my father is right mm -hmm. like i i cannot go anywhere and somebody not see me and be like oh that's so and so's daughter right right um now sometimes that may work for me sometimes they, that may not work for me but that's not anything that i like that i put forth it's just a matter of like people's who i am right exactly but that perspective is not what you have like control like you don't have control over you know what i mean well i mean if if, it, if it's important that you change the narrative or change the story that people have of you in your from your small community i mean you could just start engaging with them in a way that they could see something different you know mm -hmm. like i know from where i'm from you know you can kind of call it kind of slightly the hood, you know what I'm saying? So there are people who would see me, and because my life has always been very, at least for me, I've always been very focused on the goals that I have. And um, I come from a very simple, humble background. You know, there are people who would see my parents now and say, oh my God, I saw your daughter on TV, or I saw her hair, or I see that she's in an ad for this, or whatever, whatever. And they will come excited and tell me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, that's a normal life for me. It's nothing out of the ordinary, because right. this is happening all the time. So um, I'm not sure what their perception is of me. They probably think I don't talk to anybody or whatever the case. But it's not that. It's just that I've been ultra-focused. But I have never made it a priority to change the perception of whatever it is. So if you would like to change that, if it matters and you would like to change that for some reason that you would like to accomplish something, but if it doesn't matter that you change it, why bother? You have other things to do. That I guess that's just my take on it, you know, because I know what it's like to live in this, this small Caribbean environment where people are always talking, talking, talking. And they don't really have any other thing to do with their time, you know. So I get it. If it matters, make an effort to change the narrative through some sort of engagement with the community. But if it doesn't, eh, 
Why bother? Keep it moving and just like focus on what you want to put out anyway. Yeah. Whatever is is already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, like Anushka, I was in a similar kind of thing because people used to call me Chow. Mini Chow. Because my dad's nickname is Chow. Ah. So for a long time growing up, like, it was just, like, that was just my nickname. Mm. It was just, I was an extension of my dad. And every time people see mm. me, oh, you look like your dad. I can see your father's son, all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I started doing my photography and when I started um, doing my videography and being involved in racing, now people, like, you know, don't even know me as many Chow. They call me Ball Guy or they call me... Um, by my other social media handles. Yes. You know, not even knowing me, but just knowing the content that I produce. Yeah. So, you know, you will be eventually able to kind of change the narrative in, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, based on what you do, yeah. So, cool. All right. Any other words, guys? <laughs> Questions for Jamila? I had a light question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've been, we've been talking about, you know, the more serious forms of social media and these platforms what's your take or advice for you know young ladies going into only fans and you know these methods of (laughs) 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 platforms you know because i have noticed a a steep incline in the amount of only fans links i see in profiles so, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, can um, someone branching out into OnlyFans also benefit from said advice? You know what's interesting? I think for myself as well. If this, if this interview <laughs> happened... Asking for a friend, just asking for him. <laughs> asking for a friend, okay. So if this interview happened yesterday, I would not know what OnlyFans is. Oh, really? I would not know. No, but I happened to read an article today where I saw a girl got in trouble for having an OnlyFans account. I happened to read an article... <laughs> So I know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> First of all. Um, but yeah, it can work for anybody in any industry. If that is the brand that you want to build, by all means, do that. If that's the direction you want to, to, to go in, I mean, by all means. This advice does not discriminate with color, creed, race, religion, um, um, uh, culture, none of those things. If you want to pursue only fans type living, you go right ahead with that. Right? Um, so yeah. Yeah, the short answer is yes, they can benefit. <laughs> All right. Let me submit on OnlyFans, create profile. All right. <laughs> I feel like okay. this was a productive session for us, buying domains, creating profile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have one more question. Um <laughs> In the in the this grand scheme of all these social media platforms, are there some that are taken more seriously than others? If, if that's the best I want to word it. Oh. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, do people take Instagram more seriously than Twitter or Facebook or that kind of thing? I guess Facebook is sort of old people now, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, each platform has its, definitely has its own culture. Um, and in terms of it being taken seriously, I guess that kind of depends on what you mean by seriously. Uh, because if you're talking about making serious money, it really is about how you leverage each platform to work for you. Because you can make... LinkedIn can be a very serious place. From a, People consider LinkedIn to be stuffy and serious. And it can be as more professional, right? But in terms of... Um, some people deriving serious benefit from it. Some people don't they because they, they, they don't know how. Um, Instagram, while the culture may be more relaxed and you can have a little bit more fun, 
if you're serious about building your profile and serious about building your fan base, you can have serious benefits. So I guess it depends on what you mean by serious. Every platform has its benefit. Pinterest is a place that has serious shopping people. So if you're there and you really want to be able to establish a huge Pinterest following, as long as you're about that work and you're about that strategy, you can definitely leverage Pinterest. So any 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 platform could really be able to, can really, uh, or is able to get you the benefits of perhaps building a serious community, um, making serious money, LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, YouTube, of course, is also a very serious one. Um, but in terms of the culture of the platform, um, I, I would say probably LinkedIn is the most straight line one, even though it's becoming more relaxed these days, people sharing pictures of their dog and that kind of thing. So, you know, that's more cool. Aww. So, yeah. I have pictures of my dog. <laughs> I showed a picture of my dog. Like, I've never seen so much reaction so fast. I want another little picture to share with him. I think I'll, I'll save that wild card, you know, on a day when I find I'm getting traction. <laughs> All right. We'll keep the system. Yeah. So my final question is, um, going forward into the future, post COVID nineteen, post Corona mm -hmm. pandemic, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for brands that are have existed before, brands that are being created now? Because now everybody is like trying to work on that one idea they had, that one brand they had. Yeah. You know, because people get in like you know incentivized and they home alone, so they have that time to work on it. So what does that look like in the future when things kind of stabilize, when we have all these brands, but maybe, you know, we, we're trying to go back to where we were before. And then in terms of free top tips to give our viewers or listeners that, you know, these are the three things you should do when you start in your brand or if you have a brand and you want to get it on the up and up. All right. So what, what life could look like for brands? So, Definitely, if, well, we know things aren't going to be the quote-unquote same anymore. You're really going to have to start to diversify and get yourself online. That is a given, right? Even if you didn't want to, you were too scared, now you have to get it together and get yourself there um, to build that stream of income. And uh, so for brands in general, it means an expansion. It means a growth. If you don't keep up, you will disappear. That's just the bottom line, right? That's the harsh truth. Um, for the ones that are currently going through... Um, difficult time now, the best way, because I launched my book March 24th, Trinidad was locked down March 20th. I had no choice. I had to come, I committed to the date of 24 with Amazon and they're, they're not playing any games. So I had to launch the book, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but for me, I, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a chance to really show people that you can still do your thing despite people being locked down. You could still sell your, sell your book or sell whatever you want to sell despite people being locked down. So, for me, the emphasis was engaging with people still, talking to people still. That's why you're seeing so many people throwing all these concerts online and all these, all these DJ, DJ like D nice and all those people having these things because presence yeah. and relationship is what is critical. So the brands that will survive and make it through to the other side and be on top of the on, of the market are the ones who are focused on relationship building now. Yes, and they, and people are still shopping. So people are so there are brands who will get sales. That the, the money hasn't evaporated from the system. It's just that it's going in a different direction now. It's going to different people now. Um, but if you kind of position yourself strategically, you could still benefit from that, right? Um, so if you if you weren't online before, get online. 
And if you're online now, build that relationship, focus on really getting people to buy into your philosophy, buy into who you are. Um, let them know that you're there for them. Let them know that you're around. Seek people's interests, right? And moving forward, uh, brands definitely need to need to think about. I think more more so more about the customer journey and what it means to make things convenient for customers. What it means to be able to pivot easily in the event that you know, well, we have to close up shop and we have to kind of move online. What does that look like? And put things in place so that to happen. Don't just say, well, you know, we will do that when we're able to afford it. Or meanwhile, you're spending money on some other project that doesn't make sense. Invest in your digital infrastructure. That is very critical for brands moving forward. Um, and the three top tips, if you want to be able to improve um, your brand right now, I would say focus, figure out what your niche is. What exactly are you offering the market? Um, that might take, sometimes that might take a little while to figure out because you may have something in your mind that you want to offer, but the market itself is demanding something else. So figure that out, do your research and get a sense of what, um, what people are wanting, you know, and grab a copy of the brand print because I go very deep on how to do this research as well, where to look, how to get a sense of what people are saying, what's the buzz on the ground and all of the methods are free. They don't cost you any money, Right. Um, well, keywords may cost you a little bit, but you know, you can still use Google keywords to get your research done, right? Um, the second tip I would say is that, um, get creative, find your groove and figure out what your personality is, you know, what, how do you want to communicate with people out there? Do you want to be super authentic? I don't know. Be super authentic, but do you want to be like a sarcastic or do you want to be more relaxed? Do you want to be more professional? How exactly do you want to shape what you want to give people? right and definitely start producing that content important that's the easiest way now we can't gather you can't meet you can't network physically you're gonna have to affect network digitally so just start adding value to people based on what they want uh, so fuse what people want with their personality and start creating that content and you'd see by the time six months to a year as long as you're consistent you will be in a much different place than you are now okay yes you heard that, Venon? That's what you have to do to be rich. She's good. I, I knew that, you know. I know I'm not getting rich overnight. Unless I stumble upon a suitcase of money out. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you so much, Jamila, for yeah. joining us on um, our podcast. Yeah, this wait, before oh. you leave, give the people information about your book and where to I find was, it. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. So the brand. <laughs> So the brand print is available now. It's uh, available at on Amazon right now, um, paperback and in Kindle version. It's available also at www.thebrandprintbook.com. So that's me selling that book. So, you know, I would prefer that you buy it for me because Amazon is a giant who doesn't care about much people. <laughs> um, also, the book will be on Audible soon. I finished my Audible book last night, so it will be on Audible very soon, hopefully within the next week. So you can look for it there, depending on, I suppose, when this episode is published, it will be there already. So, yep. Get the brand. Hey, all right. Yes, yes. thank you Please so much, go Camilla. out and buy her book. Yes. All right. Go out and Follow buy her, her book. Listen, as I'm looking at you right now in your eye, go out <laughs> and buy her book. Okay? When Gibbon when Gates release her book, you all own it. When Netflix release their price to $14.99, you all own it. Go out and buy the book. Yes. your brand. Your brand. And you have to and just you'll need something to read. 
Oh, what do you say, Jamila? I say you have to only buy this book once. You have to pay Netflix every month, you know. But my book is a gift that keeps on giving. With one time. Right, and I was saying, um, it's in these times they have time to read anyway. Yeah, COVID reading. Yeah, you <laughs> Exactly. When, exactly. When you take a break from Twitter and Instagram and and Netflix and every <laughs> other streaming platform, stay back. Read the brand print. Yes, you know? yes. And then it will help you boost your own fans. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Uh. <laughs> Thank right. you so much right, for well. me. All right, guys. Well, it's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're out. Bye.